deadline pressure. Seven artful ways to beat it. Welcome to the Mastering Embedded Systems Podcast, episode 32. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Mastering Embedded Systems Podcast. I'm Georg Lohre, and this is the podcast dedicated to challenges within the embedded systems realm. I tell you the know-how and teach you the ways to succeed and overcome your daily obstacles and roadblocks in embedded systems projects. Yes, hello, back again. And again, I wanted to ask you whether this podcast should become something more conversational. So should we drop the level a little bit? Do we have some kind of a more lighthearted approach? And what about entertaining? Is it more something you have in mind, something you would request? So don't hesitate. As already asked last time, drop me a note. Where should I go from your perspective? What's your preferred way of presentation? Give me a feedback at embeddedsuccess.com slash feedback. And today I have now uh, a very interesting topic, I think. And a lot of us guys are involved in that or at least impacted by it. I wanted to talk about deadline pressure. We all know very, very often or regularly there is a deadline and you have to achieve it. Currently in my actual project, I'm staying with a huge deadline pressure. All responsible seem to get stuck in some kind of yeah, lemming-like state. In this episode, I will the first time take some parts out of one of my favorite books, the, it's the first book I have ever bought, I, I mean, an original English book I have ever bought uh, belonging to topic software engineering. Written by Tom Jilp in 1988. It's in front of me here and it's saying, Tom Jilp, Principles of Software Engineering Management. It was issued in 1988 and um, I bought it because it was recommended by the German computer magazine in the issue of April 1989, saying not a conventional software management book. And in fact, it is. It is not a conventional book, at least not for that time. And oh, all over the times, all over the years, it has always have had a prominent place in my bookshelf. It has overdone all the, all the agile and lean aspects and all that jazz. It's simply, it's already part of it. It has already these details inside. And it's uh, mainly it's it's addressing evolutionary delivery, and this is one of the main topics, one of the main ideas in Tom Jill's book. And today I want to use one chapter to present you some really interesting principles and ideas how to beat deadline pressure. Some of you might be complaining that we are not ethical or not following your personal policies. So I, I mean the 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 ways. Of, Tom Jilb is, uh, is offering. However, that's no problem, really not. They simply take them as some kind of an averism or some idea you have in mind and you might to tweak it, especially for your particular problem. Especially when you go un when you undergo and deadline pressure, you will grab for every straw and perhaps you will be very gratefully remember that there was this episode. If it gives you an escape, sometimes the end justifies the means. And therefore now, 
Have a look at the links and additional information in the show notes at embeddedsuccess.com slash episode 32. And now, stay tuned and be inspired. Now, let's have a look, get some introduction. Industrial software engineering environments are almost always under strong pressure to meet calendar deadlines. Yeah, the pressure can be so intense as to tempt software professionals to follow primitive software practices, often resulting in poor product quality and even more real delays in getting satisfactory products to the market. And in this very first part of this episode, we want to get some kind of overview what is the problem, in fact. How could we, yeah, what are the different perspectives onto the problem situation? And then later on, I will show you seven ways to escape this situation or to beat it, finally. Let's have a first look who are the participants involved into deadline pressure. So first of all, there is the project manager's manager. So maybe it's already a C-level like uh, manager, but maybe there is a manager of the project manager. When there is the project manager himself, the project professional working in the project, and of course, and that's not last, not least, also the customer or finally the user. Let's start with the project manager's manager. The deadline problem, it's something the big boss simply wants. A deadline has been established. The pressure to deliver something on time is on. There may well be some reason given for particular data chosen or date chosen. It may be specified in a contract. It may be synchronized with other product developments, but it could just be an arbitrary guesstimate. And that's something I very often observe. It's simply some kind of out of nowhere. It's simply a date. Be ready at the 2nd of May 2017. It could have simply been also a rash promise by the project manager made to impress his boss. And it's probable that the big boss really would like to get even earlier delivery of something, but he has no clear, unambiguous definition of what is to be delivered. Things everybody knows might accept later delivery of parts of the package, or it has been misunderstood as to what and when, And also maybe it hasn't told the, the, the project manager, manager hasn't told the project manager what he really wants. That's something that really often happens. And it's inside of the process of defining differently about what and then. All of these represent potential opportunities for relief of deadline pressure. We will say it later on. Then let's come to the problem, so the deadline pressure how it is observed by the project manager himself. The project manager is uh, he's caught between the pressures from above and the finite productive capacity below of him. You might wonder how intelligent people can voluntarily accept such lack of control over both their destiny and reputation. Mm. Yeah. The project manager feels that the demands from above are unreasonable. Very often it's like, simple like that. As you see, it might be simply some guesstimate. Further, that the resources in terms of people, talent, budget, machinery and time for getting the job done are inadequate. But the project manager is there to do as well as he can be expected under these circumstances. And he will try to do so with the least pain to himself. Keep that in mind. The project manager, either through ineptitude or experience and cunning, 
usually has a situation where the exact nature of the project deliveries are entirely unclear. This has the effect of allowing him to deliver something, really anything, that is ready by the deadline and claim on-time delivery. Who can prove otherwise? We will say later on that there is often the requirements are not that given, not that definitely given, so you can do some, yeah, some adjustments. Okay, now what about the view of the deadline pressure or on the deadline pressure by the project professional? The people working for the project manager, so the ones who do the real work, are perfectly prepared to let their boss worry about the deadlines. <laughs> as long as they can do whatever they most enjoy doing, the way they enjoy doing it. They realize that the project manager doesn't dare file them or take similar drastic actions like training them because that would destroy the project's schedule finally. You see, it, it's, always, it's always the jazz. So something like the guys are saying, ah, how could we solve the deadline pressure? Yeah, one, one, of, one of the opportunities or one of the advanced situations is to press new people inside. And that's the best way to jeopardize the, the project completely. In, introduce new persons who have no clue the best thing is rookies and your, 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 your project is running against the wall like rocket. And as individuals, each one of them, so of the project professional, very much like to make a brilliant recognized contribution to the project. The problem is we are not sure that the problem is that the project is all about. And we are pretty sure that somebody else will snatch the glory from them anyway. I have observed that several times and rather often that people also resisting to contribute because they say, oh, if I do that, somebody else is, is snatching the glory. Better to save those brilliant efforts for when one starts one's own company. So some of the guys might have in mind that oh, it would be much more better if I spent my effort, my brilliant ideas into something which uh, has a direct benefit for me and not the actual project. Mm. Okay, that sometimes happens, but also uh, you also have of very often the complete opposite. So you have guys who have seen everything happen in the company and they say, yeah, I have seen that already a long time ago and I've seen it multiple times. It regularly ends in that and that way. So don't hurry, don't be astonished and it's, it will go its way some way. So now we have already three perspectives on the deadline pressure. Now the, four, the fourth one, it's the one of the customer or of the user himself. I mean, the recipient of the project output probably needs the results yesterday. That's what you often observe. When can you do that? Yeah, I should be ready yesterday. Your deadline as a project manager is probably viewed as the longest acceptable wait time until the product is ready. So keep that in mind. Very often, it's not like that, that you have a deadline. is something like it is expected that this is the regular duration to finalize the product. But it's something like... Uh, that's the longest um, accepted time the customer is prepared to wait. So usually he expects it to be ready much more early. But the customer might, customer might very well be willing to wait longer for 90% of the project results if only 10% were delivered on time. They might be even willing to let some of that 10% be delivered later if 1% were delivered much earlier. It is perfectly possible that they don't really need 99% of what they have asked for. 
There are a lot of people out there who have a vested interest in building new systems rather than improving old ones. So very often, it's not all the things you need from the customer's perspective is he needs the complete product, but he needs a very first step. So that's, that's the approach of the minimum viable product. Yeah, you, you always produce... Uh, um, yeah, deliver exactly or produce that thing what the customer really needs at that moment. But for that reason, you need to know what the customer needs. Okay, now let's come to the solutions. As mentioned, these solutions are no solutions in engineering or um, a way of working, but they are some kind of tactical ways very often. But tactics is also something you need to keep in a, into account if you want to be successful. Okay, let's start. The first solution to overcome and to beat um, deadline pressure is to redefine the problem. I mean, I have never any, any, at any time walked into a project of any kind anywhere in the world where I felt that the project deliveries were fully and completely defined. I'm not saying that all projects should be perfectly defined in advance, but there are both good and bad reasons for incomplete requirement specifications. But this, this lack of specification gives us a powerful tool for relieving deadline pressure because it can put us in a position to clarify or detail the specification in such a way as to make the delivery task easier. There is Gerald M. Weinberg in his book Humanized Input, where he where he's formulated this zero law of unreliability as if a system doesn't have to be reliable, it can meet any other objective. Let that sink a little bit down. If a quality like reliability is not clearly specified, you can deliver the project earlier. If you interpret the quality requirement as whatever it happens to be when the deadline arrives. This, coupled with an innocent, oh, you wanted more than two minutes between failures? After the first complaints arrive, will solve the deadline problem initially. So it means it's an intentional misunderstanding of the requirements or a very dedicated understanding of the requirements. You will see the gaps and you will see the flaws of the requirements and you can use them for yourself, especially to beat deadline pressure. You are, of course, prepared to discuss a new schedule and project for enhancing quality to the required levels, now clarified for the first time. That's very often a very good chance to jump in. Whether or not reliability is defined is irrelevant. There are a large number of quality attributes which probably have a dramatic influence on cost and schedule. You only need one of them to be unclearly specified to give you the opening you need. The more quality requirement specifications that are added, the more uncertainty is introduced into the schedule estimation problem. In fact, with 10 or more demanding state-of-the-art quality requirements, you can be certain that the project can never be delivered. The trick is now to get the client to specify what they dream of, rather than what they will want to pay for or wait for. They will always be tempted into this trap and you will always have an excuse for non-delivery. That's the first way. Let's have the second solution. The second solution to beat deadline pressure is don't work harder, work smarter. 
It's natural when faced with deadline pressure to consider various ways of working harder. You know that. Uh, over time, reducing employee vacations, working weekends, all that actions. Such a response gives the impression of trying to meet the deadlines. There is no certainty that hard work will help the deadline at all. The real problem is the individual who made a promise for a deadline without considering whether it was realistic at all. Unfortunately, this person is often the chief executive of the company. So, you have to work smarter. This involves things like redesigning for evolutionary delivery, agile delivery, using inspection of requirements and high-level design to find problems why there are small ones formally identifying the real goals measurably and subcontracting the work to someone else. Okay, then this were already two ways how to beat the deadline pressure. Let's have a third approach. The third approach is about refuse, make counter threats. What does that mean? So, have you ever considered refusing to accept the deadline which someone is trying to impose upon you? You can do so under the guise of loyalty, loyalty to your boss, but do it in writing. An oral refusal can too easily be misunderstood or even misused. So, let's see an example of a diplomatic formulation. Quote, unquote, I must unfortunately decline at the present moment to accept full responsibility for meeting the suggested deadline. I sincerely believe that this would result in you, so the boss, getting blamed for non-delivery at a later date. The project is as yet not clearly defined. It never is. And it is by no means clear what we have, that we have the resources, you never will, to complete it on the suggested schedule to the quality expected by the customer. We must not be caught making promises we cannot keep, no matter how great the pressure. What we will promise is to do the very best we can to deliver as early as possible, with the resources we have or are later granted. So, if this diplomatic attempt to avoid responsibility doesn't work, don't worry. The project is sure to be late, or there will be some kind of disaster. You can then prove that you were wise enough to disclaim responsibility in advance. If, by some miracle, everything succeeds, you can safely assume that your disclaimer will be forgotten in the euphoria of success, or, if it is remembered, you can safely say that it was luck or that certain factors become clearer after it was written. This was the third attempt to resolve or to beat deadline pressure. What about the fourth one? If necessary, use the counter threat. Such diplomatic disclaimer might not be enough to fool your boss. The counter threat ploy might be necessary. The objective is to scare people into not imposing a really serious deadline. It might be along the following lines. Quote, unquote. I cannot but emphasize the deadline that you have felt is necessary to impose. We will naturally do our very best to meet it. However, in your own interest, please note the following problems which may occur as a result. First, 
there is very little real chance of meeting the deadline. Can we afford the damage to our reputation? Second, if we do try to deliver something by this date, it will certainly not have the quality level presently expected. Can we also afford this damage to our reputation? Third, the attempt to meet an impossible deadline about which we have not yet been consulted will result in severe stress to our staff. We risk our best people, who do all the real work, leaving us in frustration. So we do, of course, want to cooperate in any way we can to make a realistic plan and to help estimate realistic resources for doing a job which will not threaten our standing as responsible professionals in the eyes of customers or the public. Quote, unquote. So that means you are coming from the point in solution number three to say, I make counter threats to now, yeah, using it, stating it very clearly what will happen or might happen. Okay, let's come to the fifth way of how to beat deadline pressure. What about redefining the solution? If all the four before-mentioned tactics fail, don't be despaired. There are still other avenues open to you. So one is to redefine the solution so it is easier to achieve than the one you were landed with. This can be a very dangerous path because solutions are often holy cows for somebody. I'm just experienced that in the actual project. It's something like you are not allowed to touch. And then sometimes it's really complicated to find a solution. But however, just as often the solutions are accidental and nobody really cares about the detailed solution type as long as we achieve their real objectives. Somebody, so for example you, most likely, has to take the initiative to change the solution so that the deadline can be met. The best four steps to follow that is like that. Trap your boss or customer into declaring that the proposed deadline is extremely critical. If it is not, the problem dissolves anyway. Second, entice them into agreeing that the results of the project are more critical than the means by which they are accomplished. Few managers will admit to anything. Establish in formal measurable terms the results to be accomplished, so savings of time and money, improved service or sales or something else. That's again the situation of the end justifies the means. Third, show them that the presently suggested solution does not guarantee the achievement of these results. So, by the way, no solution is ever guaranteed anyway. And fourth, then find an alternative solution which at least looks far more safe in terms of getting the results. For example, such a, such a solution is likely to be based on existing or known products or technologies modified for your purpose. Possibly you can get some outside party to guarantee the deadline for the modification, in which case the monkey is off your back. You see, naturally, you offer to manage the new effort. This gets you a reputation for sheer heroism in the face of impossible odds. And when it's all over, you can take the credit for the successful outcome. So redefine the solution is something uh, you can take as a way out of deadline pressure. And it's the fifth way. What about the sixth one? It's one step ahead. So it's something like define the solution yourself. Um, of course, um, 
redefining the solution might seem um, a bit too much for the cases where no clear solution has yet been defined. And in this case, you should make use of such an opportunity to get control over the solution definition before others do. We might suggest anything which cannot be achieved within the deadline. There is one cardinal rule when defining solutions. Make sure you have a clear idea of the objectives which top management has. This is often different from what your boss told you the goals were. So that's simple or finally the solution where it finally comes to the point that you really should enable your brain and do your own investigations and to see what is really required. What was promised at the very top level? I very often got rather astonished what was effectively promised to the customer and was, what was told to the sub-levels. Sometimes it was a very dedicated, a very particular solution or problem solution which was promised to the customer, uh, for example, by sales or by the C-levels. And then it was broken down and it becomes more general and general and general. And at the sub-level, on the lowest level, the ones who should do the real work, It was something completely different and it was completely impossible to achieve because it was something like change the world. And then, yeah, it's not really possible. So the sixth approach to beat deadlines is define the solution by yourself. What about the seventh? Yeah, that's something a little bit tricky. Get somebody else to do it. This is something which is regularly called as design to cost. Um, it simply means that you must find a solution architecture which ensures that you deliver the results as expected. It is vital that you are prepared to go outside your normal discipline to achieve this. For example, you may be a software engineer. The requirement may be for zero defect software. And for this particular topic, have a look at episode number four. Well, I've discussed about throw away your CO4 targets and why it is, um, from my perspective, complete nonsense to have that. But you may not feel capable of producing your software with zero defects uh, within the given deadline. So you must be prepared to swallow your pride but deliver any kind of solution. You must, for example, find a ready-made solution with zero defects or near to because perfection is mighty hard to find in practice. Or you need to find a sub-supplier who will guarantee the result on time and they will, of course, not be able to do it, but you can blame them afterwards. Your job is to write a clear specification of what we will be attempting to deliver by the deadline. You should get them to guarantee this in a contract or at least a letter or in writing. Um, yeah, <laughs> you might feel more like a legal person than a technical person at this point. Same for me, yeah? So, but remember, legal people cannot write technical specifications and they don't care about your deadline pressure. So it's finally up to you to resolve it. If you are the one who is mostly suffering of the deadline pressure, when change it. Try to escape it. There is an important strategy of making sure it is someone else who is under the deadline pressure. Remember, management doesn't really care who does things as long as they get done. If you can, make a strong case for letting somebody else do the job, then pressure is off your back. It is very important that you consider taking main contractor responsibility. That is, you find when you control the subcontractor, 
this gives you something to do and to look busy with. <laughs> but of course, the subcontractor does all the real work. You just sit there with a whip. <laughs> okay, so this was the last one of the seven ways how to beat deadline pressure. And you see, belonging to topics, that this is no, how let's say, <clears throat> these are no solutions uh, which could be um, maintained or achieved very easily. It's something, re let, let's say, yeah, Deadline pressure is something really severe and you are already in um, in deep water than that. Mm, yeah, there are extraordinary solutions necessary or mandatory to escape. So let's have again a look at the seven solutions how to escape deadline pressure. First was redefine the problem. Second, don't work harder but much smarter. Third, refuse, make counter threats. Fourth, if necessary, use these counter threats. Fifth, redefine the solution. And sixth, define the solution yourself. And seventh, get someone else or somebody else to do it. So these were my attempts to resolve your pain of deadline pressure. We are mainly taken out of the book by Tom Job, Principles of Software Engineering Management. And I can guarantee you I have used any of these solutions already at least one or two times before in my life working as a project lead or as a regular software developer. So you have to become familiar with, if you already only hope that things go away, you will be lost. From that perspective, I assume you have made your own um, experiences about how to beat deadline pressure. And I would be really, really interested to see what are your ways to overcome it. So if you have any kind of questions or you are, yeah, you want to give this kind of feedback and, and share, share with us, don't hesitate and go to embeddedsuccess.com slash episode 32 and spend your words. May I remind you, by the way, of my questions at the beginning of this episode. Your feedback is needed. How should this podcast, uh, yeah, change? So more informative, more lighthearted, or should we emphasize on the different topics more intensively? Is it fine like it's going on? What's your opinion? Please also share it at embeddedsuccess.com slash feedback. See, it's also a lot of work to provide this kind of information on a regular basis. Not only for me, but also for my guests in the interviews. Was if you are enjoying this podcast or if you are at least regularly listening to it, it would be make really happy when, please, if you could provide a review or uh, some some granting grantages at iTunes. You cannot imagine how much inspiration I get out of your feedbacks. By the way, for me. Uh, it's really the, the gasoline which drives me forward and which gives me the, yeah, the, uh, the sustainability to continue with this podcast. This was the Mastering Embedded Systems podcast. I hope you get some inspiration and uh, some ideas or simply some entertainment with this episode. I'm Georg Lohrer from the Mastering Embedded Systems podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>